Several years ago, I watched a movie called Soul Surfer. If you're not familiar with it, it's a Christian movie based on the real story of a girl named Bethany who was a surfer who got attacked by a shark and lost her arm. The story chronicles her experience from losing the arm and how her faith carried her through all of that. There's a scene where she goes on a missions trip to Thailand right after Thailand has just been devastated by the tsunami. And there's a little girl and she tries to get the little girl to go out in the ocean. The little girl gets out of her arms and runs into all of this fallen debris of it looks like different trees and foliage that's out by the beach. And all she's trying to do in that scene is cheer the little girl up. And all the little girl can think about is how afraid she is of going back into the ocean because the ocean just destroyed everything. And I think we do that. I think we do that emotionally with our lives a lot. Welcome to the Single Parent Preacher. My name is Alex. So the little girl runs and sits and through you know, looking very playful. Bethany is able to eventually coax the little girl back out onto the beach, and then she gets on the board, and there's this very moving scene about all of the people who have all been trying to pick up watching this happen. And I think where it connects for us is we've gone through something pretty devastating. If you're a single parent listening to this, I've, I talk about this every week. There is a story of pain that got you to where you are. And what we tend to do is we, we live in the familiar. We know what our pain feels like. If you went through your situation a long time ago, or you've been working really hard on coping with what happened, then you're already used to I went through it, this is how I feel, I'm through it, I'm over it. Whatever your response is, you're you're done. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're healed, it just means that you're used to feeling your pain. It's like that little girl. The little girl was afraid of the ocean, which just destroyed her life. In our lives, we get afraid of things that didn't used to be scary. Getting to know another person is scary now because the last time that happened, we got hurt. And so you can't get to know somebody anymore when you get hurt. But that that's not what God has for us to live in this perpetual fear of getting hurt again. There's a freedom there. Now, the little girl runs into the rubble. She runs into the destruction. We bury ourselves in our pain because anything else is terrifying. And when she starts eventually coming out from the rubble, she doesn't come straight out. She moves like a little bit and then sits down again. And then moves a little bit more and sits down again. And then moves a little bit more and sits down on the beach. But in our lives, when we are changing when you decide, you know what, I don't want to live this way anymore, we change a little bit, and then we stop. And then we let that 
fact that we stopped be discouraging to us. But it shouldn't be. Change is a process. I just heard somebody say yesterday that change is like a slow cooker, not a microwave. It's not my line. I thought it was kind of clever. But it's right. There are very few things in life that when we change them, change that fast. Change your clothes, change your shoes. Those sorts of things are pretty quick. Change where you live, that takes time. Change your name, that's a whole paperwork money legal process thing. Change who you are? Ooh, that takes time. And it's okay to be in process. Philippians 3. Paul here is talking about knowing Jesus, knowing about his resurrection, attaining it for himself. Verse 12 says, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was also laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 12, he says he presses on. Verse 13, reaching forward. 14, press on. Pushing, trying, effort, going, going, going. Paul is not letting himself be discouraged. He is pushing forward and trying to constantly be more like Jesus, to get closer to him. It's My favorite part about this passage is that it's told as someone who hasn't made it. And if there's anybody that we think would have made it, it's Paul. In fact, verses 2 through 6, Paul talks about all of the things that make it look like he probably should have made it by now, but he hasn't. He's still trying. We need to keep trying and pressing forward. And even if we move just a little bit towards this ocean of love and of new life and of healing that God has for us, we're moving. We're moving closer to God. And that's what we need to do. That's the kind of example we need to set for our kids. Our kids need to see what it's like to persevere through a trial. No, I'm not saying you sit down with your kids and say, Now, let me explain to you the emotional work that mommy or daddy is currently doing in order so I can give you a better life. That's not what I'm saying. In your life, in the way that you live, be a light, be an example to them for what it means that when you're in the middle of a situation, you focus on God and you let God carry you through. All of this, and I can guess how you feel a little bit, because it's the way I feel scared. It's easy for all of this to be very scary because it is. We've spent time building our identity, defining ourselves by the things that we're doing, by the person that we're with, by how we raise our kids, by our job, all of this stuff. And depending on 
exactly how you went through it. You may have lost a whole bunch of those things. When you got, if you got divorced, maybe you changed your name. Maybe you had to change jobs to get something closer, something that paid more, something that had different hours. You had to change your car, better gas mileage, lower payments. All these things are things that you can change because there's something you can't change anymore. Being a parent, custodial or not, you cannot change that you are a parent now. And that carries with it responsibilities that you have to do. Changes that you have to make. And that can be scary. But God didn't leave us alone for that. God gave us help. Romans 8, I'm sorry, verse 12. So then, brethren, we are under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading to fear again. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Sorry for the long passage, but I think it's important that we get the full context of what's being said here. That we have to give up the things that we do, our identity that we've built up, and live according to the Spirit. In verse 15, For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading to fear again. That again part is always really interesting to me because it means that we've had this spirit of slavery leading to fear before, and we can't have that. God says, you don't have that anymore. You are my child. And if you're my child, then you are able to inherit my blessings. You become heirs. He has something for us when we are willing to give up our concerns, and go to him. The finish of that scene is the little girl eventually comes all the way out, and Bethany takes her by the hand, and they go out on a surfboard, and they play in the ocean. And all of the people will see this whole sight happening. It breaks the fear, because they were all afraid. And they all come out of all of the devastation to break that fear over their lives. That's what we have to do. Whatever's happened to you that broke you, sitting in that brokenness is not where God wants you to be. God wants you to be healing, progressing, pressing on, reaching forward to get closer to him. And it's scary because we don't know what that looks like. We've spent a lot of time coming to an understanding of who we are. God actually knows who we are, what we need. He knows better than we do. We need to step aside and say, God, I'm afraid, but you know me better than I know myself. So please show me who you want me to be now. Help me to overcome my fear and come to you. If we do that, there's a whole new life 
for us. There's a whole new life for you if you're willing to come out of your devastation. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the spirit that you give us to overcome who we've made ourselves to be, who the world has formed us to be. We pray that you help us to be more like you, to come to you, that you help us to overcome our fear and come into the new life that you have for us. God, let us be willing to try, even if that means doing things that are really scary for us. Remind us that you are with us and you wouldn't lead us down a path that would be bad for us because you love us and you want the best for us. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You can find me on Twitter at SPPreacherPod. You can email me at thesingleparentpreacher at gmail.com. If you have the time, please go to iTunes or Google Play. Leave a rating, leave a review. Thank you for your time. And until next time, if God leads you to try something new, try it. He knows what's best for you.